The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. There is an option if you have found yourself over the last number of years thinking, I wish I was that little bit taller. As GQ describes it, who have done a very interesting uh, piece on the procedure, they say a growing number of men are undergoing a radical and expensive surgery to grow anywhere from three to six inches. The catch? Well, it requires having both of your femurs broken. With us is Dr. Patrick Tracy, uh, who is a man who first introduced a procedure like this to Ireland back in 1988 for uh, medical reasons rather than for aesthetic reasons. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Anton. I think we must correct that. I was a very junior member of the team in Kremlin Hospital. I mean, I think the people involved in that were Frank Keane, Ozzy Fogarty, Paddy O'Connor, people like that. And certainly down through the years, Hannon Mullet and Kappa, who'd be a, quite an expert in this. No, that happened back then, and uh, I, I would have been a fairly junior member of the team. We were using this technique, which is really a Russian technique. It's been around since probably the 1960s um, by Guy Izzarov, who, who introduced it. And um, we had a situation, I suppose, with our achondroplastics or, or chondrodysplasia patients, pituitary dwarfs, where... Um, one of the growth hormones that was taken from a super producer of it was HIV. And so I had spread HIV through a lot of the patients. So as a consequence, this technique was introduced back then, in my memory is 1988, with... external fixation devices. We were trialing it. You could do damage to muscles or nerves. So as a consequence, you had an external fixation device on the bottom. Kids had it at two different stages in life, around five, if I remember, 10, 11. And you could do tibias and fibulas. And then I suppose as things progressed, um, we used, well, I didn't use, I'd left orthopedics then, um, magnetic remote controlled inserts. And um, 92 Kaplanov and people like that in Moscow, Yegorov, started using it cosmetically. And I think it's hitting the headlines now because um, Limplast in Los Angeles, I think it is, um, has been promoting it and has got on the doctors and in Business Insider and I suppose GQ Magazine, a lot of things like that. So um, like most things, I suppose, that have started in the medical world, They've ended up in the aesthetic world. But, uh, but um, just for its function now in the aesthetic world, because you're right, it's Limplastics Institute, which is in Vegas, uh, founded in 2016 by a doctor called Dr. Uh, Debbie Parshad. Yeah, yeah. And what he says he can do is that if yeah. you come in and say, okay, I'm five foot six, I want to be yeah. five ten, five eleven, he yeah. can stretch your legs to get you there. Sure, well, there's no difficulty. That's been around for 40 years or more. He's probably just promoting himself in, in the clinic. Yeah, you'll get a centimetre, or sorry, a millimetre a day. So you get a an inch, probably 25 days, 30 days. And then it all depends, I suppose, the most you can stretch with a femur or tibia, probably I would have thought it's about three inches. And maybe if you wanted to do both and pay for that, maybe you get six inches. But, and do you um, have to remain in bed during this procedure or can your legs function? You would with the external fixation device because somebody would have to turn it up each day. But you certainly wouldn't with um, the new sort of magnetic remote controls. You'd probably be in hospital for two or three days to get the fixation device put in. It'll be an internal fixation device, obviously, this one. And then you'd be doing 
physio for maybe about two weeks, and then you'd go through that whole process of repair. And Now, hang on for a minute, pa- Patrick. Let, let me do some layman translation sure. here. When you say an, an internal fixation device, that means mm. effectively that there is a, a thing like a screw inside your leg that is extended by remote control every day as you walk around. That's right. Normally, it would be put in in the femur, so you'd almost use it like a fixation device, like an intermedullary pin. So you sort of put it down the center of the femur, and it would sort of move itself, and you'd have control from it from the outside. We use this external sort of remote control and a lot of things from, let's say, Parkinson's patients getting um, brain stimulation devices in the brain that you can control it from the outside, or even gastric surgery. A lot of people can control the sleeve around their stomach from the outside. So magnetic remote control fixation devices are well known to medicine for a long time. And is it not so, extraordinarily pa- painful to have your legs? It is a painful procedure, absolutely, yeah. And I mean, you would query why somebody would want to go through all that pain just again, you know, a couple of inches. And because they're charging so much, I suppose, for it in the United States, most people would be limited to doing either a femur or a tibia because obviously they're charging with $75,000 there. The device itself is about half that price. Like everything in the States is much more expensive. And um, I'm sure somebody wouldn't be wanting to pay out $150,000 to do tibias and femur. Well, hang on. again, let me just understand that. So for for seventy grand, you can stretch the bit of my leg above the knee. For one hundred and fifty grand, he will also throw in the shin, effectively. <laughs> I think that's fair to say, yeah. And um, does that mean then that if somebody does it, because the, 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 the people who are getting this done are, are uh, there is a, a long list and, and apparently a long waiting list of people who are willing to put their hands in their pockets to this amount of money. If you only do the femur, so you do the bit between the hip and the knee, hmm. do you end up out of proportion? I would have thought you do. Yeah, I'm sure when you take your clothes off, um, you'd be out of proportion, it, particularly if you're doing six inches in terms of your arms, your head, the rest of your body. So I'm sure it all looks good until you take your clothes off would be my impression. Um, and I think now we've gone back to using pituitary growth hormone with kids. So we use it in medicine now, I think more for slipped epiphysis, malunion, joints that don't come together. But... We but of course, you can only use growth hormone while the before the grown the bones have fused. Once you make it to about That's sixteen right. or eighteen, you are what That's you right. are unless you unless you pull out the internal fixation device. Oh no, no, I, I know that, Anton, and that I suppose from the medical point of view, from the aesthetic point of view, to be doing it obviously when they be going through you know sexual courtship behavior that sort of thing. It'd be a bit like breast implants are a bit like, I suppose, hair transplantation. People wouldn't be doing it until they're, you know, in their 20s. Uh, Do you think there's any likely long-term consequence of this? Because I would have thought, even for things like relearning to walk normally, if you have gained four to six inches in your legs, and and what about long-term reliability on bone density and all that? Any any likely consequence? Well, um... I could go into that if you have time, um, which is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, give <laughs> um, us the shorthand version. Okay, the shorthand version. When the cosmonauts came down to Earth originally, pe- most people didn't note the fact that they had to be supported because their legs sort of broke. And that's because of tibial growth plates that on Earth, by gravity, align the bones in the right direction. When they went to space and were up there for a long time, that sort of didn't happen initially. So we discovered back then in the 60s and 70s that sort of bones will align in a certain way, probably due to gravity. So these things started by putting bone fragments in malunions, bones that wouldn't come together, and suddenly they could grow. And it 
came from that. And the cosmetic aspect of limb lengthening certainly happened long before the United States. As I say, it happened 92 at least in, in Russia and has, I suppose, moved into the Western world. So, um, Because of what of the things- Russians discovered through the cosmonauts? Ah, there you could join the dots there, <laughs> all the way to the limb thing, I suppose. It was more the fact that when they were doing the original bone insertions of fragments, they discovered that they'll align themselves within the body. If you had a broken finger and you had malunion, the bones wouldn't come together, which is a big problem with fracture clinics. Look at here. You know, you can insert parts of bone and sort of the bone would grow itself in a certain alignment, no matter what way it went in. So I mean alignment in that way. So that was the start of where this all came from. Well, it is good to know that this possibility is there for us, Patrick, if we decide that someday we want there to be go. taller. Thank you very I'm much. I'm happy with the height I am for sure. <laughs> what height are you, Patrick? I'm five foot nine. Oh, very good. Well, if, if ever you're tempted to go to, all the way to six, I can pass on his contact details. <laughs> right, Patrick right. Tracy, thank you very much. That is Dr. Patrick Tracy. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.